0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned in to our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you all and uh, and enjoy this time of worship together. Um, we're in a series called Breathe Deep. And I think what we need to do this morning is breathe deep from this atmosphere of God's presence, which this world so desperately needs. What you and I just lived right now, what you and I are experiencing this moment, I want to let you know that the nations of the world would die to live a moment like this. There's people that will live all their life and never experience a moment like this. And then they will encounter God. And today you and I get to be here and just thank God because he's called us to be part of of a spiritual family of this NUMA family. So I just want you right there where you guys just take a moment and breathe deep. It's an atmosphere of God's presence, God's glory, but it's not to be kept just for us. It's not just to be kept for us. Others need what we are receiving here what we're taking in here. So I just want you to bow your heads real quick. Father, I just thank you this morning for this time of worship, this time of prayer, this time, Lord, where your presence is so real and so tangible, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that these next few minutes, Lord, where I'm gonna share from your word, I pray that it would go to the depths of the heart of each person that is here and each person that is watching online. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name, and we all say, Amen and amen all right thank you worship team thank you so much when we're talking about the series of deep uh, breathe deep you might ask me pastor why why did you name it this and the reality is that i think that every time that we're about to face a new challenge every time that you know we're about to start a new project every time that you know we're going to take a step of faith every time that we're about to start a new year, I, I believe it's important that we, oh man, we breathe deep and we say, okay, let's go, let's go after this challenge. Let's go after this opportunity like Pastor Max uh, was mentioning, you know, um, and when you breathe deep, what you take in, that breath, that what, what you're bringing in, in reality, the word for that is pneuma, which is the name of our church, okay? The name of our church, pneuma, is actually a Greek word, which is the name for breathing, for inhaling. It's the, it's the name for fresh breath. It's the, it's the name for spirit. And actually, I, I, I dove into this this week because I actually wanted to know in the New Testament, the word pneuma appears 385 times. 385 times the word pneuma appears in the New Testament in the Greek. Okay. Where, it, and you know what it's speaking about? It's speaking about the Holy Spirit. Or is speaking about the spirit which is in men, the Numa of God that is inside each and every one of us that are here. Now, in this series, we're talking about our spiritual family, we're talking about Numa, we're talking about us, we're talking about what God has called us to do, what this church means for you, what it means for me, what this church means for this community. Because let me tell you something, God has a plan and a purpose with this church in the community. It's not just for us to have a great service on on Sunday mornings. You see, Numa is a place where you can breathe a different type of air. And what air is it? It's the air of the kingdom. It's the air of the kingdom. You see, out there, you're not going to breathe that type of air. The air that is out there is a toxic air. I don't know if you've ever been with your windows down in your car driving and all of a sudden there's a truck in front of you. And when they pull out, all that smog just comes in and it goes through your windows. And you're like, why in the world was I driving with my windows? I like to drive with my windows down, but actually most of the time I have them up because of the contamination that there is. I'm like, you know what? No. I... And that's what the world has. And a lot of times a church, what it's done is just put its windows up and say, you know what? I just want to stay in here. And I don 't want to deal with that, and God has called us to bring fresh air to the different places that we go, to the different communities, to the different people that, that we gather. Numa is a breath of fresh air for everyone. And I wrote here in my notes, I need Numa. I need Numa. We need what NUMA offers, for example, right now. Okay, today we are entering week number three of our 21 days of prayer. I don't know how many of you guys have enjoyed this time of prayer, but yesterday was so powerful. Yesterday morning, there were more people yesterday morning here than what we have right now. We are close to 100-something people yesterday morning for the 21 days of prayer in this place. That was so powerful, people crying out, praying in front of God. And let me tell you something, this week we're going to continue... We're going to continue tomorrow at 6 a.m. But pastor, more Martin Luther King. Okay, let's pray on Martin Luther King. <laughs> let's go ahead. We need to pray every day. We need to seek God. So we're going to be praying here tomorrow morning at 12. We're going to be on social media. All right. And next Saturday morning at 9, we're going to close this out with a bang. We're going to close out these 21 days of prayer. And we're going to close the fast with a bang as well. You know what I'm saying? So next week. All right. Don't miss it. Nine o'clock. Set your clock. Put it on your schedule. Come. It's going to be so powerful. All right. And today I also want to give you the green light to go ahead and contact the people that you have on your prayer list. We started during these 21 days of prayer with a little card. I think I have mine in my pocket. Okay. And in that card, I told each of you guys to write the names of people that you would be praying for. Actually, today I'm inviting already two of them. As of today, okay, we've been praying for these people for two weeks. As of today, you could go ahead already and invite them and make plans for when? For next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be invite Sunday. We're going to bring all those people in here that we've been praying for. We pray that they would accept the challenge of your invitation. And they'll say, you know what? I'll be there. And next week is going to be a powerful service. We have great things that we have in store. Even for the kids, we have surprises that we're working on. So it's going to be a beautiful Sunday prepared for these people. So let's go ahead. Let's keep praying for them. But let's go ahead and and invite them as well. I need, okay, I need to encounter God the way that I just encountered him here in Numa right now. The way that I just encountered him here when I was praying right now. I need that in my life. I need NUMA and I need what this church offers because I need healthy relationships in my life. I don't know how many of you guys in certain moments of your life had toxic relationships around you. I remember walking around and most of my relationships were toxic relationships. Most of my relationships, instead of pulling me down, uh, up and pushing me up, what they would do is they would pull me down. But here we give you the opportunity, we offer you. opportunity through our small groups to have what to have relationships that are gonna challenge you to be the best version of you to be the version that god created of you so i need i need that i need what we're offering right now to start off this year you see yesterday for example we had our finance seminar it was so powerful it was so great actually I had people yesterday writing me and sending me a message of of how powerful it was, the tools that we were able to give the people in that finance seminar. We had over 80 people that showed up for that finance seminar yesterday. It was so good. Not because of the number. No, because we're giving people the tools that they need to be free and walk in the purpose that God has for them. Oh, this is the year that God wants to end depth. I want to tell you that. If you're in debt, this is a year that God wants to deal with that. But he needs for us, all right, to put up our part. He needs for us to instruct ourselves, to, to get the knowledge that we need, to, to, to be ready and to make the decisions that, that we need to make. And I want to challenge those that did the finance seminar. In two weeks, all right, our small group start Actually, next week on Invite Sunday, we're going to have a small group fair as well where you could go ahead and choose and which group you wanna be and what you wanna participate. And if you feel that yesterday was just an eye-opener, I wanna challenge you that in the next 13 weeks, starting in February, you would join one of those finance groups and say, you know what, let me learn this. Let me soak this in. Let me, let me find out how to get out of debt. Let me see how, how to build a budget. Let me see how you know I could do all these things that God is calling me to do in this year. What I'm trying to tell you, Numa, Is that in 2022? I want you to take God serious, because God takes us serious. And a lot of times, you know, we start off the year and we're motivated and all these things. But you know, when June, July comes around, we're like, well, you know, I'll just wait to 2023. You know, and then we start 2023 and we're all pumped up and everything. And then summer comes along and I'll wait to 2024. And what you'll notice is that you'll get more gray hairs on your head, or your hair will start falling off if you're a guy. All right, what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Time is passing by. And we have opportunities that God is presenting in front of us all the time. All the time. Now, here at Numa, we're all about loving God and loving people. That's what we're about. We're about loving God and loving people. Actually, our vision. There's four phrases for our vision, and I want to remind you of this because I want you guys to understand what our vision is, okay? The first phrase is love God, okay? Can you say that with me? Love God, love God. The second one is be free. Can you say be free with me? Be free. God wants us to be free, all right? Number three, okay, is live on purpose. Can you say that with me? Live on purpose. And the fourth one is make a difference. Can we say make a difference? Make a difference, make a difference. Now today in this teaching, I want to focus on the last two phrases or the last two aspects of our vision. Next week, I'm going to focus on the other two. We're going to focus on the live on purpose and make a difference. Because God has called us to do what? To live on purpose and make a difference. Actually, my teaching this morning, I've titled it, there is still more to be done. Breathe deep, Because there's still more to be done. We're not done yet, guys. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You're starting out, man. Are you done? Oh, no, we're not done. The day that you're done, it's time to leave this place. What keeps you here on earth, okay, is your purpose. Your purpose is the one that determines when you go home or you stay. It's your purpose. Once your purpose is done, you don't need to stick around anymore. It's done. You see, you look at John the Baptist. He must have been around maybe like 33 years old when he passed away. And you look at him, it's like, man, he was so young. He's still so much full of life. No, his purpose was done. He did what he needed to do. He came to prepare the way. He prepared the way. The Messiah was here. All right, brother, that's it. It's time for you to go home. But while your purpose is still active, you're still going to be here. Now, I need you to take this in your spirit today, church. I need you to, to take this in your spirit. Listen, you will never truly live until you are living on purpose and making a difference with your life. You're never going to truly be living. You're going to be existing. You're going to be going to work. You're going to be waking up in the morning. You're going to be doing this, doing that. But you're not going to find true fulfillment and joy in life. It's actually going to become tedious. It's going to become frustrating. When you're not doing that, that you were created to do, oh man, it's so frustrating. It is frustrating. When you wake up and, and you're not walking in that. So, this December 31st, I'm at the Let Us Worship Prayer Altar. We were announcing it. We had Sean here a couple of weeks ago. and. My wife and I, you know, our kids went there. You know, Renee was there with his wife and his kid. And we were there praying and worshiping and all that. And there was a moment that we were in front of the platform. And my wife was next to me. And my daughter was there with me, Hadassah. And I just closed my eyes. And there was a prayer that was being made in the platform. But for a moment, I lost sight of the prayer. For a moment, I lost sight of the people. For a moment, I lost sight of the music that was being played, even though it was loud. And all of a sudden, it was like the Lord started to give me this vision that I need to share with you today. Had my eyes closed, and is it like everything had come to the end already? That's it. Time had passed. There was no more time. There was no more anything to do. And it's me... My wife and my daughter, and in the same position that we were in, we were like this. In the same position that we were in, we're standing in front of God. Now, I couldn't see God. But all I did at that moment was hear a voice. And that voice said, who did you bring with you? And I said this, I'm here with my wife, and I'm here with my daughter, and my kids are somewhere here right next to me, my other kids. And you know what the Lord told me? Good, don't come alone. He goes, you were at a moment in your life, it was just you. But now it's not just you. Different things came forth from you. And he started to show me my kids. They came forth from you. So the things that I've deposited in you, let them come out. I don't want you to show up in front of me empty-handed. Guys, at that moment, I just started weeping. And I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, this year, I want you to preach the parable of the talents and tell the people that I put talents inside of them. I want them to multiply what I've given them. I don't want them to show up empty-handed before me. And he closed that moment by saying, I am coming soon. Man, I felt like it was like a revelation moment. <laughs> it's like, boy, I could write a book after this. You know what I'm saying? It's like so real. And then everything came back. I saw Sean. I heard the music again. I looked around. And I get chills telling you this, man. The parable of the talents. If you've been in church for about a year, you've heard that parable. The parable of the talents, you know, the story that there's a master and, and he calls three guys. Actually, let, let's d- dive into it a second. It's found in Matthew 25. And we're going to read verse 14 through 30. And and this is Jesus, the Lord. This is the one that in that vision I was hearing. This is him talking. And he says again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. It's been a long trip for him. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. And he left on his trip. He had entrusted the five bags of silver, came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant who had one bag of silver came and said, Master, I know you are were, you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you did not plant, and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right, so you hear a story like that, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's like a little scary." You know, it's like, "What in the world?" You know, I love that word, gnashing, because actually, you don't hear the G. I would read "ganashing," you know what I'm saying? But it's not ganashing; it's gnashing of teeth. You know, uh, I was going to say something, but I was going to go off. So, when you look at this parable. And you look at the title that of this message today, there's still more to be done. What do we learn from this parable? Well, I want to share with you four things that I see in this parable that if you and I today, okay, listen to it and apply it in our lives, is going to go well the moment that we stand in front of him. Because I got some news for you, church. We will all stand in front of him. And I'm not doing this. I don't want to scare anybody. Oh, my God, the pastor, you know, it's like, no, no, it's a reality <laughs> We're all going to stand in front of him. And I don't want us to be afraid when we stand in front of him. Now, you're not going to get there, you know, like, oh, boasting and everything. No. But you know what? If you did your hard work, it's like the guy that had the five talents. He said, you gave me this. Look what I did. I multiplied. So let's look at these four things first. Number one, write this down. The parable of the talent teaches us that true success is a product of our work. True success is a product of what, church? Of our work, okay? True success is a product of our work. We are supposed to work with the talents, with the giftings that God has deposited inside of us. We're supposed to use that to do what? To make a difference in this world. Wherever we go, whatever we do, Biblical success, you can write this down, is working diligently in the here and now using all the talents God has given us to produce the return expected by Jesus. That's true success, that you and I would use our talents, we would invest our talents to produce what, guys? An investment, a return that Jesus is expecting from us. Now, It's important that you understand this, okay? In the beginning, God took Adam. He placed him in the garden, okay, in the Garden of Eden, all right, to work and take care of the garden. It's important for you to understand Adam was not a gardener, all right? He wasn't there with big clippers, you know, cutting trees, you know, pruning stuff and stuff like that. No, that's not what it meant, (laughs) All right, when the Bible says that he was supposed to work, extend the garden, he was supposed to take that atmosphere, that little piece of heaven that was here on earth, and extend it to the furthest parts of the earth. That's what he was supposed to do. In a nutshell, I just gave it to you. All right, and Adam, okay, was supposed to work in that. The Christian, okay, has a mission that the Lord expects us to accomplish. Look over here, pay attention. But a lot of us, we've received salvation like a bus pass so that we could get to heaven and leave this world. And we got it all wrong. Because if God's purpose was that you would leave this world, okay, to be with him and salvation was a bus pass, the moment that you received Christ, you would just get raptured and disappear. You wouldn't need to be here anymore. So the question is, why do you get saved? Why do you receive the Holy Spirit? Why are you born again and God still leaves you here? Why? Because there's still a purpose to carry out. There's still a difference to be made. There's still lives to be touched. There's still work to do. Can you say that with me? There's still work to do. Say it with me. There's still work to do. It's good that there's work to do, because if not... We're gone, all right? There's still work to do, all right? So the parable of the talent teaches us what we're supposed to do while we await for the king's return. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to work in the purpose given to us by God. That's number one. Number two, write this down. The parable of the talent teaches us that God will always give us everything we need to do what he's called us to do. He'll always give you everything you need to do what he's called you to do. You see, I don't know if you've ever wondered, I I like studying, I like thinking, I like wondering. You know, have you ever wondered what a talent is worth in today's money? When the Bible said that he took a talent, a bag of silver, that's the translation we read. and, And you look at how much that's worth in our money today. It's not, there's no for sure way of finding out. But as I was reading some commentaries and stuff like that, it says it could be anywhere equal between maybe $250,000 to even $500,000, one of them. And that's just me like thinking and all that, but we don't know for sure the exact amount. All I know is that one talent was a large amount of money. You know what I'm saying? It was a large amount of money. And why am I telling you this? Because there would be moments when I would read the story and I was like, what an unfair story. Like, why did he give one five and then he gave the other one two and then he gave the other guy one? And then at the end of the story, it even becomes more unfair because the one that had one, he takes it away and he gives it to the guy that has more. I was like, how unfair is that? I was like, what a bad master. That's the way I used to think. And that was the Lord, the the master's the Lord. You know, I was like, what is going on with that? And all of a sudden, all right, I want you to understand something very important, okay? That there's an expectation that God has with what's been given to you. God has an expectation with it. God expects you to do something with that that has been given to you. The same way that the Lord, the master in this story, expected his servants to do more okay, than passively preserve what had been given to them. Okay, God expects for you and I to do what? To generate a return by using our talents and abilities towards a productive end. You have everything you need. You look at somebody, you know, you look at the people up here. I can't sing a lick, all right? I'm, out, I'm there and I'm worried about the people that are sitting behind me. I'm like, oh boy, these guys are listening to me sing. And then I look at the girls that are up here this morning. Weren't they wonderful? They have these voices and I'm like, man, the day that the Lord was giving out the talents in heaven for singing, I must have overslept that day. I was like, what happened to me that morning? It's like, I it was not there at all, you know. And sometimes we look at others and we say, man, I wish what he, I had what he had. I wish I had what she had. I wish God would use me like this or would use me like that. But let me tell you something. God has equipped you with everything you need to fulfill the purpose that he has for you and what that person is doing is using their talent and their ability to fulfill the purpose that God has for them what am i trying to tell you this morning that comparison is the thief of joy when you start comparing yourself with other people it steals your joy you're not who you're supposed to be when you start doing that have you seen pastors when they try to imitate other pastors it's the highlight of the most funny thing. You know, you know the pastor's pastor is T.D. Jakes. You know, you watch T.D. Jakes preach, and you're like, man, I want to preach like that. You know, I have, I have some news for you. You cannot preach like T.D. Jakes. Don't try to be T.D. Jakes. You know, I, all, my, all my pastor friends, even when I go to conference, they're like, so what do you do on Monday? Oh, I look at T.D. Jakes preaching from Sunday. All of us. But don't try to be him. Be yourself. Be happy with who you are with the gifting that God has given you, and in whatever field you're in, do that to the best of your ability, and try to multiply that. God is expecting a return from the gifting. Look what Ephesians 2:10 says, "For we are God's masterpiece. What a beautiful verse. You are God's masterpiece. And you might be there and you're like, maybe God fell asleep when he was doing this one here. You know, no, he did not. You're God's masterpiece. And then it says here, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Before you and I walk this earth, okay, God already had put a deposit inside of you for you to walk in those things. Isn't that crazy? You and I pre existed our existence here on earth. What does that mean? We were all in God before He released us. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, I could just go off on a tangent here. Let me just get back and just go off. If you don't know, listen to this, that you have gifts and talents inside of you that God prepared long ago, I have news for you. You do. And they're different than mine. And this world needs what you have. Actually, this community needs what you have. This church needs what you have. Don't keep it buried inside of you. Your life is that field where you decide to bury it or you decide to bring it out. I don't want Numa to be a church of people that are burying the talent. I'm going to bury it. It's mine. <laughs> we're going we're to look into that in a second. That's why church, we have a growth track prepared for you to discover your purpose. Pastor always talking about that growth track. Can he just leave that thing alone? No, I'm not going to leave it alone. You're going to dream about that. You're going to have nightmares of me. Reminding you, do your growth track. Do step two. Do step three. Why? Because listen to what I'm going to say. is our responsibility to discover the gifting that we have inside of us. It's our responsibility. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, that it's, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's the honor of kings to discover it. God hides it where? Inside of us. Is your honor to discover what he brings, what he's put in there, and you bring it out. Anybody receiving this word? So do your growth track. Step two, today. Yeah, I didn't come ready. Next Step three, next week. I want to do it in order. Stop giving me excuses. <laughs> I'm going to go to your house and do the growth track with you, man. <laughs> for me myself like that. Hey, you gotta... Okay, so number three. The parable of the talent teaches that we work for the Lord, not for our own selfish purpose. Oh, this could just be a preaching on itself. <laughs> Listen, we work for the Lord, not for our own selfish purpose. The money and the story... The talent in the story that was given to the servant, listen to this, it wasn't theirs. It was whose? It was the Lord's. Whatever God has given you to accomplish his purpose here on earth, listen, is not yours, even though you get to enjoy it. Don't hold it too hard. Don't grasp it too hard. Because the moment that you decide to grasp it too hard, you're going to lose it. Everything you have in this life, you've been entrusted by God with that. It's not yours. Listen, we're called to be stewards. Stewards. What is a steward? Not an owner. You and I are called to steward the blessings of God, the things that God has given us, all right? The servants were only to steward the master's investment in the parable. And it's the quality of their stewardship that the master seeks to measure. Pay attention. Forget the band. They're just coming here to do what they need to do right now. They're going to use their gifts and talents to bless us. All right. But listen to this thing that I'm telling you here. I'm going to repeat it. All right. It is the quality of their stewardship that the master seeks to measure. At the end of the parable, the master said, okay, let me see what kind of stewards you were. Come over here. Let's talk about this. And what kind of steward they were. Oh, it was heavily measured at that moment. One got blessed with double. The other got blessed with double. And then the last one said, I hid it. He got into trouble with the master. What I want to tell you this morning is we should maximize the use of our talents, of our giftings, not for our own selfish purpose, but to honor God. Now I know that in a fallen world, it's not easy to do that, but we must do it. I think everyone was created to feel the joy and satisfaction of pleasing God with what was given to them. I'm going to repeat that. I think everybody was created to feel the joy and satisfaction of honoring God with what was given to them. I think everybody was created to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, the question is, are the people, everybody going to hear those words? No but I think we were all created to hear that. I think we all long to hear that. Why do, we, why do you think we look for approval? Why do you think we look for somebody just to say, hey, great job, man, keep doing it. Where do you think that comes from? There's something in here that the most ultimate approval that you and I are gonna get is when we stand in front of the Lord. Oh, and by the way, this is not for salvation. Okay, there's two, there there's two judgments that are going to take place: a white throne, okay, judgment, the great throne judgment, when you're going to be judged for your sins, and if you have Christ or not. And then there's the judgment seat of Christ, where you will be judged according to what you did here on earth, according to what was given to you. Church, there's a lot more to do. You're equipped with it. One of my old mentors, Miles Monroe, I had that man in my life for about a year and a half in a very critical time of my life when I was transitioning to be pastor of this church. And one of the things he would keep telling his students, he wrote it on his books, he would keep telling us the greatest places where there's treasure buried on this earth is not minefields and not oil fields, it's not places where there's gold. No, 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 he goes, it's in cemeteries of people that died and took with them what they were supposed to give to this world. There are songs that were never written that are there in that cemetery. There are books that were never written that, were, that are there in that cemetery. There are cures that are right now needed and, and, and they're there in the, in the cemetery. Because people never brought forth that that they were entrusted. They showed up in front of the Lord and said, Lord, here's what you gave me, I buried it. Here it is, I bring it back to you. And the Lord said, you lazy, and this is hard, and wicked servant. So the fourth point, and I close, the parable of the talent shows that we will be held accountable. We will be held accountable not about our salvation. This is crazy what I'm going to say here, okay? But we're not even held accountable according to our righteousness after we receive Christ. You know what we're held accountable about? About how we used what he gave us to work for his kingdom here on earth. That's what we're held accountable for. That's crazy. So it's about a whole life stewardship. The wicked servant at the end? Listen to this. It wasn't so much, all right, about wasting the master's money when he buried it. It's more than that. Don't get stuck in that. What God gets mad at him about is the opportunity that he wasted. I gave you an opportunity, like you were saying when you came up here and you threw it away. You didn't do anything with it. And as a result, he's judged. He is judged. We are responsible for what we do for God with what has been given to us. One day we're going to be held responsible. And what we hear from the Lord that day is up to us. I still hear those words. Who did you bring with you? Don't come alone. Multiply what I've given you. Multiply what I've given you. You see, this morning, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And as we do that, I want us this morning to do something that I usually don't do on a Sunday morning. But I want us to repent. Repent of what, pastor? About maybe being lazy and not maximizing the purpose, the talents, the abilities that God has given us. If you've been ignorant of the deposit that you have inside of you. If you've been living day by day and not being responsible with God's resources within you. If we're not making a difference in this world, but we're just living for ourselves. I truly believe that we need to make a shift today, 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 in this service. Don't wait for next week's service. Oh, Pastor, we're gonna have another one next Sunday. No, 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 now. Because this is a call to attention today. There's so much more to do. Breathe deep, because we gotta go at it. We gotta go at it. You can't just stand by. Listen, the kingdom of heaven is counting on us. God is counting on us. Don't wait. Where will that help come from? Where? No, we're here. Why is so much evil in the world? We're here. Why is there so much darkness? Your light. Close your eyes. Come before the Lord right there where you're at. And I want you to make a hard, deep look inside. And I want you to take inventory this morning. Take inventory. If you know the deposit of God that is in you, I want you to do an inventory and see if if you're maximizing that. If you don't know what the deposit of God that is inside of you is, Say, Lord, I ask you for forgiveness for not being diligent in finding out what it is. But I'm not going to live one more day just idly by as this purpose is inside of me and it goes to waste. Just you and God right there. You and, and the one that you'll stand in front of. I want everybody from Numa Church to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, well done. I want everybody here to be able to hear that. But we need to make a decision today. No turning back
1: I've made. No turning back, I've made up my mind, I'm giving all of my life this time. Your love makes you worthy. your love makes you worth it all, your love makes you worth it all, God, your love makes you worth it. Your love makes it worth it all, your love makes it worth it all, all to you.
0: Real. Make it for real. Make it for real. Oh, I surrender
1: to you, God. Oh, I
0: surrender. You see, today I stand in front of you, not only as your pastor, but as a fellow servant. I stand in front of you today as a coach, and I say, We need you on the team. We need you on the team do whatever you need to do, move whatever you need to move around, change your schedule, change your eating habits, whatever it is, change it. Because eternity is counting on it. And a lot of times we fall into a comfort zone. And we're not going to make a difference from this world in our comfort zone. We're going to have to make decisions. And today, if that's you, and you're there, and there's a repentant heart in front of you, you say, Lord, I ask you for forgiveness, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord, but I'm hearing this today, and I wanna make decisions. I'm taking inventory right now, I wanna make decisions. I wanna live on purpose. I wanna make a difference. I wanna help change this world. For your honor, Lord. You've been so good to me. I don't want to keep this inside just for me. I want to give it to others. So whether you sing, whether you prophesy, you might paint, you have creative gifts, you have gifts of serving, you have gifts of generosity. Whatever your gifting is, kingdom needs it. tell the lord lord i'm making a commitment with you to bring forth my ability my talent i'm not gonna hide it god i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna multiply i'm gonna be diligent i'm gonna work make it happen because there's so much more to be done and if you're there with the Lord, I don't want to disturb you. You can take on this next minute and pray with him. I'm just going to speak to those people that are here or watching through that camera that have never invited Christ into their heart. You see, you want to enter the kingdom. Jesus is the door to that kingdom. He paid for your sins. He paid for mine. The Bible says whoever invites him into their life, they receive eternal life. And if today you want to make that decision, I want you to make this prayer with me inviting Jesus to be that Lord. Say with me, Lord Jesus, today I come to you understanding that you offer forgiveness for my sins. Today I want to take you up on that offer. And I want to receive that forgiveness for everything that I've done that's been against you, God. Today, Jesus, I invite you into my life I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I pray you would take me by the hand into the arms of my Heavenly Father. Allow me from this day on to live for the purpose for which I am here on earth now. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Father, for loving me. Holy Spirit, help me live this life that you have for me. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people say, amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you, and we hope to connect with you soon.